Where in the world are your family's roots? If you're anything like me, you could spend a lifetime exploring the world, learning about the people and places that contribute to your heritage. I'm Aaron Schlein. This is Family Travel Radio, and today we're talking ancestry travel. Away we go! Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. We're talking ancestry travel today on Family Travel Radio, and I have invited Kirsten Maxwell from kidsareatrip.com on the show. Kirsten is the owner and editor of Kids Are a Trip, which is a family travel website for families looking to explore beyond their backyards. And Kirsten recently relocated to my adopted hometown of Dallas, Texas, from the Chicago area with her husband and her three boys. And Kirsten has been the driving force behind the website for the last five years after leaving her teaching job. If you're looking for stories of adventure, luxury destinations, and off-the-beaten-path gems, well, kidsareatrip.com has you covered. Kirsten Maxwell, welcome to Family Travel Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's great to have you on, and I love the, the topic you proposed for this episode, ancestry travel. Never done an episode on ancestry travel. Quite frankly, really hadn't thought much about ancestry travel. So tell me, how where did your your initial interest in is searching out your roots? Where did that come from? Um, I actually have quite an interesting background when it comes to my family ancestry. I uh, my grandmother is Puerto Rican and so through doing her genealogy I found connections to St. Croix, to Curacao, then back to France. So I think knowing that all those different areas made up a part of who I am really got me excited in the beginning. I mean, I've been doing genealogy research for close to probably 25 years now. And I think with each different nugget that I uncovered, it just kind of made me more excited to learn more about different cultures, different destinations, other people out there who might share the same genes as me. Um, But that's kind of where I come from is just from a Uh, an ancestry research background where I liked looking to see where my family was from and then now taking it the next step to traveling to find your ancestors. Well, anything we can do to to get excited about culture, get excited about travel. I am certainly all for that. You talked about those, those, those little nuggets you, you found out about your family ancestry as you were doing your research. Tell me about something that maybe surprised you or you something you just didn't know. Wow. Um, I think probably what surprised me the most was to find out that my great-grandmother, she and my great-grandfather had eight kids together before they actually finally married. Um, On the census, he's listed as, um, I believe it was listed as Hebrew because he was Jewish. And then his wife was an Episcopalian mulatto. So she was actually an Islander from St. Croix. And I, I still want to make that connection of like, how did they come together? I, I would love to go and dig into the records there in St. Croix and see like, how did this all happen? Were they neighbors? Did somebody, did they know common people? I mean, there's so much history there that it just fascinates me that it's out there and I'd love to find out more about it. Well, Kirsten, you told me an interesting story and you, you haven't documented this anywhere yet, but you had an experience in Puerto Rico. Tell me about that. 
So, like I said earlier, my grandmother's from Puerto Rico, and my dad lived part of his childhood there, probably from age five to 12, um, but had not been back to the island for about 25 years. So, for my son's 16th birthday, I asked, I told him he could go anywhere within reason. And he said he wanted to go to Puerto Rico and he wanted to take my dad with us. And the crazy thing is my dad used to travel a lot for business, but since he's been retired, he really doesn't like to get on a plane. So I thought this was a real long shot to even get him to go. But my son got on the phone with him and told him why he was asking what he wanted to do with him while we were there, the whole thing, and convinced my dad to go. And once we arrived on the island, it was like my dad had never left. He started speaking Spanish to everybody who would listen and making all these grand plans on how he wanted to go see his grandfather's house, which was kind of like where we stopped because I hadn't planned to do anything <laughs> with them except just kind of hang out. And like, this is where we are, see a few cousins. And um, But my one cousin, he volunteered to come out and pick us up. And he and his mom drove us out to rule very rural, um, Puerto Rico. And they, the three of them tried to find the house, which involved all of us driving these really windy roads. And some would, would say, Oh, I think that's it. No, no, no. I remember it had this. And then you drive a little further. No, 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 that's not. And in hindsight, I probably should have done a little research and I probably could have pulled an address for the house, but I didn't, but it was just fun to be in the back seat and watch the three of them share stories about what they remember. Like my dad remembered one time he was going to run away and walk home and, you know, just started out on these dark windy roads and didn't get very far before he decided to turn back and, you know, give that up. But it was really, I think for my son and I, just such a memorable trip to have them going back down memory lane and sharing stories and things that we didn't necessarily know about our family um, or my, you know, my great grandparents. So that was a really uh, great trip that kind of came from my son. You know, he does want to learn more about where he comes from and his ancestors. And so I was happy to oblige. Well, it's fascinating to, to think about with your father here going back to his roots and then having all these memories uncovered that things he maybe hadn't thought about for years that all of a sudden come pouring back when he's yeah. back seeing these, these, sites that are going to trigger those memories. And it's got me thinking about places like that. I could visit with my kids to show them that side of myself. And, and what about you, Kirsten? What about like, where's, where'd you grow up? What are some places you might take your kids back and apply those lessons you learn in Puerto Rico to communicate that to your own kids? Yeah. It's funny you say that because that's exactly what I thought about. I grew up in Tempe, Arizona, and I, I have not taken my kids back to see where I grew up, but we are going to go out there sometime this year and see my parents who are still there. And show them like my elementary school or my high school and, you know, places that we would hang out, which are probably no longer there. But I mean, it's a great thing because I know that my husband wants to do the same with the boys and take them to where he grew up in Oklahoma and show them where they lived, where he went to school. Because he and I have two totally different experiences from our childhood where I went to a much bigger high school and he went to one that had 20 kids in his graduating mm. class. So I think for the kids to see that I mean, it is kind of helping them to build their own personal narratives about who they are, you know, and to see where they came from and where we came from. So you're right. I think it is important. I mean, and that's the easiest probably. So just start with yourself and your own kids and go like, this is where I grew up. And here's what, you know, it used to be like for me here, because I think 
we get so wrapped up in just daily life that we don't take time to stop and think about, oh, maybe our kids would like this. And I'm going to tell you, nine times out of 10, they probably will enjoy some aspect of it. Well, and I'm on a mission to put myself in situations with my kids where I can show them different sides of myself. It's just so, it's so difficult day to day. You know, I'm, I'm worked at, I come home and I, I do the best I can, but I get limited time with them during the week. And I was like, there's more to me than just what you see the you know, grumpy dad coming home from work, hungry and stressed out. So things like this, which might allow you to go back into your head a little bit into your own childhood and to show your kids a different, different side of yourself is, is really a neat concept. Well, we do have a lot of, of tools at our disposal these days with various websites. It's pretty easy to to dig into your to your genes to find out your heritage. But outside of those resources, what are your some of your your pro tips, some of your hacks when it comes to to really digging in and and uncovering those those gems in our ancestry, in our heritage? Sure. I think for most of us, I mean especially here in the United States, uh, you start with the census records because almost everybody who's been here for whether I think the earliest they can, you can look back to right now is 1940. So if your ancestors were here from 1940 or prior to that, you should start with the census records because they publish them every 10 years. And through those, you can find different hints and clues about where they came from, you know, where they, how long they've been married, how long, when did they immigrate? So there's a lot of great information to be found in the census reports. You talk about perhaps one day, you said going to St. Croix to find out more about your great-grandparents' relationship. Have you had any experience in, in digging into those records overseas and places outside the United States? I haven't really pursued it. I anticipate going and doing some more day when I get to different destinations. Like My dad has actually gone to Switzerland, and he actually went to the genealogy center and did some research on his side of the family. So I haven't made that step to go and do that in the homeland country, but it's definitely something that interests me. It feels very, very Indiana Jones like, right? <laughs> Discovering, yeah, just imagine a whole lot of adventure going into that. It's that's super sure. cool. And again, just a, any excuse to travel and create right? a, a new fun angle to to go visit a place. Exactly. So you did a trip with your family going back, finding those roots of the Maxwell family in Scotland. And you wrote about this in an article over at kidsareatrip.com. I'm going to put a link to that article in the show notes at familytravel.org slash radio. But Kirsten, you didn't do that trip alone. And something I've learned because of you is that there are actually companies out there, excuse me, that specialize in ancestry tours. So tell me about your experience chasing down those family roots in Scotland. You know, same. I didn't realize there were companies that would cater to this. And we were going to Scotland and probably 16 years ago, my husband and I went to Scotland. My last name is Maxwell. And we knew that there was a Maxwell Castle. And so when we went 16 years ago, one of our first stops was the Maxwell Castle. And we knew that we wanted to take our boys as they got older to kind of see where the Maxwell name originated from you know, the area of Scotland they were from. And so this trip, we just went at, at spring break and I reached out to a company that I found that would actually take us from Edinburgh to Dumfries, which is in the Southern part borderlands of Scotland. And they would do all the transportation for us, which I didn't want to drive. So that was a bonus. <laughs> They're like They will pick you up at your hotel and take you where you want to go. Um, but they specialize in 
heritage travel or ancestry travel, and you can reach out to them and they will create a custom tour for you. So they had done their research on different areas that had ties to the Maxwell family. And that was kind of how they created our itinerary for the day was based off of those sites. Well, tell me about your kids' involvement in all of this, because this is, of course, their heritage too. What was their excitement level like going into this? I think at first they didn't know what to expect, but for sure by the end of the day, they all swear it was the best travel day we've ever had. I think part of that had to do with the guides. They were both very charismatic and outgoing and got the kids involved and would show them things along the way that they found and point out important sites. And then just getting the kids outdoors. I mean, we were hiking around, they hiked to a waterfall. We went to a place where there was ruins of an abbey that was tied to the Maxwell family. So it just, I think hearing that history and the story that goes behind the name, I think that was what really got them excited. I see that you visited a place called Devil's Beef Tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the name of a, I don't know, like a punk band or something. Right. <laughs> just based on the name, I got to go. What was that all about? Okay, so it's kind of a weird story. It's um, it's where they would keep all the cattle. So that's the name Beef. And if you could see from the top of the hill, it looks kind of like a big bathtub. So it had like the big peaks of the mountains on the sides and then down in the valley, which was where they would keep the cows to try to protect them from raiders. So the devils were the raiders that would come and try to steal the beef from the tub. And so that's the name for that. But he was kind of explaining it was, uh, the Maxwell family and the, their enemies, and they were they were constantly battling over this part of land, and they would hide their their cattle on one side of the hill so they didn't really know they were there. So that's what Devil's Beef Tub is. Well, this is, this is fascinating stuff. So what's like what, what's next? Were there any questions unanswered? Any stones that you felt were were unturned on this on this trip? For as far as the the boys and the Maxwell side, I think it it gets so hard because they've been in the United States since the 1700s. So it's really kind of like, well, how do you how do you even go around about tracking that? And I think the only way you can is through the DNA sites like Ancestry.com or um, 23andMe. Both of those will allow you to try and connect with distant cousins, whatever people who sh- share the same DNA. And then I would encourage them to pursue making relationships with people that are from the same genetic line. Well, that's cool. And for, for someone like me, from everything I've heard about my family ancestry is that we're all over the place. So just doing this, I could have years and thousands and thousands of miles of, of, of travel. Oh, sure. But it's just so interesting because you, know, you just have... Like in my family, you just have stories and stuff that gets passed down. But until you dig in and do the actual research, you don't really know necessarily the truth. It's just kind of, this is what was handed down from generation to generation. So right, really, really interesting stuff. So tell me just a little bit more. The company you took was called Solway Tours, and this is their specialty. Yep. They do um, Ireland, Scotland, and they're getting ready to uh, branch into France as well. And they do, as well as Heritage Travel, they do... Um, World War II and World War One tours, which I also find extremely fascinating. Um, I think that they're kind of in the forerunners of being, you know, company a company that caters to ancestry. Just, oh my gosh, I can't speak today. Ancestry travel. Thank you. That can be a mouthful. I have been known to get <laughs> tongue tied myself. 
You brought up an interesting point that got me thinking about, you know, you're talking about going back to Tempe, Arizona and the things that were there when you were a child may be gone, but yet, you know, globally, you know, you go back to a place like Scotland and stuff that's been there for hundreds and hundreds of years is still there. Yet uh, like a high school that was in Arizona might be gone. It's just, it's just weird how things come and go here. You're so right. I mean, I didn't think of it that way, but I mean, it is absolutely kind of a weird thing where things that seem so close and connected to us might no longer be there, but things that are thousands of years old still exist. Like, how is that even possible? It shouldn't be that way. Hundreds of years from now, when, you know, the people are exploring their own roots here in the United States, like there's no chance of anything still being here. Like here's the spot where something used to be, but who cares? Because <laughs> it's something right. else now. It's so true. Here's where we used to live, but they bulldozed it and made a, a mall. <laughs> Or now the mall doesn't exist, which is even more likely. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, shoot, yeah, hundred <laughs> mall. That'll be a that'll be yeah. a museum artifact. Right. <laughs> well, Kirsten, I, I love what you're doing. Tell me what's going on with Kids Are a Trip. What can we get excited about for the the future of your website? Well, right now I'm just writing a ton of content, getting ready for winter coming up, and I I always love writing about the holidays. So have a I'm actually flipping channels. I'm going to make a few recipes that have been family recipes. So I guess it sticks on the trail of ancestry travel. And as far as the site goes, I still have some great contributors on my site, Heidi and Sherry. And Heidi's been all over Finland and Sweden. And I think she's going to Sardinia. And Sherry just got back from Italy. So they'll have some content up on the site too. So just keeping busy and trying to keep everybody happy. So you just relocated from Chicago to Dallas. And what are your feelings going into holiday season in a, in a new place that isn't maybe quite home yet? Yeah, I will tell you, it is hard just because with the weather, it's just not seasonal here. I mean, it's hot still and there's no <laughs> fall. There's no, I mean, people do it. There's pumpkin latte and blah, blah. And there's the, you know, the pumpkin patch down the road, but there's no apple picking there, you know, hopefully there's not much snow. I do hear there's ice. I'll tell you, Kirsten, there are a few things that are as eerie as seen as Dallas during one of their famous ice storms. The oh. city just shuts down. The whole city turns into an ice rink <laughs> and they are not prepared to, to deal with Interesting. it. Interesting. They don't have the, the infrastructure to deal with cold the way they do maybe in Illinois and points north. So no salt on the roads. Not that I know of. Yeah. Okay. I was there during a huge ice storm right during the, the, yeah. the Super Bowl there a few years ago. And I was there during that time and the whole city just came to an absolute grinding halt. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that one. Yeah. It was what I was told is they had one snowblower in the entire city and it was at the airport. Maybe they've improved. Oh, let's hope so. We digress here. We hope this gets you excited about heritage travel, whether it's traveling to Texas or to, to the Caribbean or to Scotland. Get out there, find those roots, take some interest in that family story, get out there and get excited about travel. Kirsten Maxwell from kidsareatrip.com. Really appreciate you taking some time here on Family Travel Radio. Thanks again for having me. You know that there's more to life than your work, but do your kids know? Last year, 55% of American parents didn't use all their vacation days. Taking time off to travel lets you show your kids different sides of the world and different sides of yourself, like the side that does things like this. Family travel is easier and more affordable than you might think. You brought them into this world, now show it to them. Discover the possibilities at familytravel.org. 
Hey, it's Aaron Schlein. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Family Travel Radio. All the notes for this episode and for every episode of the podcast are available at familytravel.org slash radio. All right, my friend, until we meet again, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I am signing off. <laughs>